This teaching is brought to you by Christian Family Church International. Hallelujah. You may be seated. Great to be back home, away from home. This is my family because this is where my dad is in charge under Jesus. And I'm so excited. And I want to say thank you, dad and mom in America. We really appreciate you, as I always say. You don't see what's happen what happens here or what's happening here happening in other places. Uh, in other places, even when the set man is there, people are fighting to take over. Talk less of when he's physically not there and the work still goes on. And that is happening not just because the person is so strong and so uh, you know, passionate about the things of God or the work that God has given him, but it's because the person also has a team of people that believe in the vision, have caught the vision, and they are running with the vision. And so I want to appreciate uh, Dr. Joni and his beautiful wife and the rest of the team and for the great work you have been doing and the consistency and the tenacity. May God reward you. The Bible says in the book of Galatians, chapter number 6, verse 9, that we shouldn't be weary or exhausted or tired while doing good because there is a due season, a timing, uh, a dispensation when we will reap. If we do not turn coward, we don't faint. Verse uh, 10 says, as you have opportunity, do good to all, especially to those that are of the household of faith. Touch your neighbor and say, don't be tired of doing good. Hallelujah. Okay. Uh, I came together with uh, one of my uh, leaders, uh, uh, two of my uh, leaders in church, uh, and one is the deacon, a deacon and also uh, in charge of our finance, so he decides what we spend. So I have to be nice to him so that he, he <laughs> and, and he's a retired major in the army, and that's uh, Deacon Pando. Can you stand and let them see? And he came with, and his, his beautiful wife is next to him. Don't really mind how they look. One looks uh, closer to uh, the light, and the other one <laughs> is closer to that when the sun was setting. So the wife... Uh, and that's, uh, we call, call her Kuri, and they are the Stephanos. So thank you for coming with me, and this is part of your family. God bless you. You may be seated before I eat up my time. Uh, I want to talk this morning on what I titled the power of choices. The power of choices. In the book of Proverbs chapter number 16, verse number 25, the Bible says that there is a way that seems right unto a man, but at the end is the end, the ways of death. That means somebody may think that this journey I'm undertaking is actually a safe trip or a safe journey, not knowing that at the end it ends in destruction. Uh, Deuteronomy chapter number 30, when you read uh, verse, num uh, verse number 19, there we see, let's just open there quickly, uh, Deuteronomy the, uh, the Bible says there that I lay before you what? Blessing and cursing. And so if you can put the entire scripture, you know, blessing and cursing, and then death or life and death, and the choice is ours. You choose, and whatever you choose, you're responsible for the outcome. And in the book of Joshua chapter 24, 
when you read verse number 15, Joshua was speaking to the Israelites and he said there that they should make a choice whether it's God they're going to serve or the devil. But he says, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And so it's important to know that choices carry so much power. And the word uh, choice comes from, uh, also has to do with making a distinction between uh, two things, to choose, to select, to decide from two or more options, to pick from, to select after consideration of options that are available. Romans chapter number 12, verse 2 says, Don't be conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you are able to know what is that good, that perfect will of God. So we have power to make choices. We are not forced to choose. To, a cho to choose is a choice in itself. One of the greatest gifts that God has given to man or to humanity is the right to make choices. We are not robots. All humans have a right to make choices. We were created in the very image of God. We can make choices the same way God makes choices. We all make choices. Adam had the right to choose. And when God created him, put him in the garden, uh, he told him to eat of every tree of the garden. He said, except the one that was in the middle of the garden or the midst of the garden, he said he should not eat because in the day that he eats, he shall surely die. So Adam had a choice. I mean, God being supreme, almighty, the creator, uh, he would have just made man like a zombie, like a little caricature and just tell him, I, you do what I tell you. But because the nature of God is the nature of love, and where there is love, they, you are given the right to choose. Because if you are told to just do something and you have no choice, then it's no longer out of conviction, it's not out of persuasion, and you are not doing it because that's what you enjoy doing. You are doing it because I have no choice. Just like you're in the army, if they say right turn, it doesn't matter. If you feel like left turn, you have to right turn. I, I, the retired major will let, tell you this, and the wife also happens to be in the force. She is, uh, her, where she works, is, she is an inspector of police. So you can see a couple, they are all on fire. One is in the army, one is in the police. So whichever way you go, the arrow gets you. So with them, if they say left turn, you, it doesn't matter, even if your wife or your best girlfriend is calling you on this side and they say left turn, you've got to left and turn. And you don't say, but I don't feel so. They don't care what you feel there. There you listen and you obey the last command. But when it has to do with the kingdom of God and how God operates, God will tell you left turn, but he says you choose whether you want a right turn. And you are responsible for the choices you make. That's how God created man. Just as he has a will and he chooses, he also created us in his own image and his likeness so that we can also make choices. Why did God allow us to make choices? So that we take responsibility for our choices and not lay any blame on him. We all choose just like Adam did. He chose to disobey God. And we know what happened, the consequence. God does not force anything on us. Not even Satan 
can force you to make any choice. As evil and as wicked as the devil is, but he's not been given the right to force anyone to make a choice. Somebody, you know, gets, goes out and sets a, a bank on fire because they are protesting. And I don't know how dumb people can be burning shops and they think they will make, they will, they will say something to the parliamentarians or to the president. And one foolish thing they don't know is that the, the parliamentarians, the, 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 the government, they're still going on while the shops are burnt and the people that burnt the shops are back to square one. But it's all about choices. You can make a choice to join the group of those that want South Africa to be in flames or those that want South Africa to be on top and see the rebuilding of a new nation. You can't say, you know, but people that look like me because they are black, blacks burn. No, it's a choice. It's a choice. So you have to make up your mind. Do I want to burn the future or build the future? So you have to make a choice. Don't say, my friends, they were too much on me and I wanted to belong to the group. Now you burn the shop tomorrow, you will have nowhere to shop, you will have no job, and you can't blame the government, nor can you blame the devil. You are responsible for what you do. The South Africa we want to see we are responsible for building it, not a few parliamentarians. It is too much to leave your destiny to a few selected people. Sorry, I meant to say elected people. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's too much. Your destiny is too much for you to trade it to people that come in there and tell you, vote for me and I will make sure that there is no more power surge and that there is no more whatever. And they make promises and you don't see them until another four years. I know that doesn't happen here, but back where I come from, back where I come from, you will find somebody that's wanting to be elected either as a president or as a governor and they will come to every place go to the shacks, even enter and take occupation of a shack for one week. Bath, outside. Outside. <laughs> Just because they want to get votes. But after the votes, they are nowhere to be found. And people still go around the same circle, making the same old mistake of choosing the wrong people. So, but you are responsible for the South Africa that you have, that you see. Whatever you're not happy with now, you are only a choice away. You are only a decision away. Very, very important. Satan will never force it on us. You choose to do things that are right, you will have a right result. It is all about choices. Satan did not force Adam. Never did, and no, did he force Eve. Adam took, I mean, the, collected the fruit from the wife, even though the wife was influenced, but he also had to make a choice. She made a choice and he made a choice. And whatever they chose, we saw the outcome. Choices are very powerful. They carry so much power that choices are what is running the world today. They run the world. All the human systems of the world, like government, political system, economic and social systems, are driven by the power of choices. The kind of nation that we build, as I said earlier on, 
revolves around the product of choice leaders that we place there. You don't want a nation that keeps revolving around the same spot, going backward every day. You are responsible for choosing. And I pray that they will allow your choice. Because we find places where dead people vote, where, where underage children vote, and where numbers swell and multiply. That doesn't happen in South Africa, but I, in, in where I come from originally, they know how to turn 101 to 10,000 to 10,011. <laughs> it's very, and they, they, they do it so well that, and even if they are caught, they will tell you this is their right. So your whole life revolves around choices. We live and make choices every day without realizing it. Refusing to choose is a choice not to choose. Choices of what to eat. Where, you know, and some people, what to eat has led them to the either early grave or always sick. Sometimes some sizes are not a sign of God's goodness. Some sizes are just people that don't know when to say no. And then the, the, the person keeps eating and eating just because there's still food on the table or in the plate. The fact that there's still food or you're... You went to a, a place where it's a buffet, doesn't mean you should buffet your body. <laughs> so, and, and some people, all this, you know, looking for this program, this program, and the scale, you get on the scale, and, and you jump on the scale, and the scale says one person at a time, one person at a time. <laughs> all that has everything to do with the choice of what enters this mouth. And so you can't blame the devil. Satan, I come against the calories. I bind you. The, you, you spirit of overweight. I, I overpower you. Overweight. I overpower you. Overweight. No matter how much you, you overpower. Overweight. If you don't know when it is over, <laughs> that devil will never go. And and then somebody that wants to be like you know a Hollywood actress and then you starve yourself and you don't eat until you become anorexic, and then people, you're going to a place where everybody is getting on the scale and they're being weighed, and you come on the scale and the scale is crying out, next person, next person. <laughs> now that's all about what choices. Somebody say choices. So everything revolves around choices. Who to marry, what to study. Some people are married but they're in hell because they chose the daughter of Satan, so, uh, and so the, your father-in-law or mother-in-law will visit you. Your life is all around choices, choice of what to study. Some people will just decide, I mean, even what, where to work, what kind of work to do, just because there is work in Cape Town and they're going to pay you 5,000 uh, rand more does not mean you should choose to move from here because that wrong move because of extra income of 5,000 may make you lose your life and your family. So we don't just move because we have extra income. We move because God wants us to move so that when you are in the place of God, you have God's provision. God will provide for you where he plants you. 
Do you know some people make foolish choices of moving church, going to another church just because they, they, I moved a, a location, I went to a different suburb, and when I got there, I saw one church around the, uh, across the road. And I felt church is church, let me just go. And little did they know that this is the church where they, they, they feed people with snakes and spray them with doom. <laughs> but now they've already made the wrong move. So you don't just move church because it carries a cross. You have to move in line with your destiny, in line with the call of God, in line with the design of God concerning you because God will bless you when he moves you and you follow his move. Very, very important. Touch your neighbor and say, you are responsible for your choices. Choices carry benefits or consequences. Either blessing or curse. You have a choice to make in your marriage whether you're going to have peace or war. Whether you, you tend yourself to be uh, people that are in a kickboxing uh, contest, who kicks the most? Can you imagine, let's say these two couples decide they're going to go on kicking. She, she will throw the kicks of the police. He will throw the kicks of the army. And then we will see. But when they are in town, she will win over him. When they're in the bush, he will win over her. But since life is in town and no, not so much in the bush, she will always win because women always win. <laughs> so you want to have peace? Surrender to your wife. Just make peace by saying, honey, it's fine. You are the winner. <laughs> yes, some time ago, we were here during a, a celebration, and then we were uh, together with our spiritual father, with the team of the other pastors, and we were enjoying dinner. And then uh, my wife was trying to tell them how, you know, the, the, she's, people were saying, oh, we love your message, we love your message. They're all making those comments that uh, a lot of preachers want to feed on. And, and so, and uh, my wife just said, she spoke out to everybody. She said, he did so well because he used my notes. <laughs> and so I was looking for how to cut below the belt, but she wasn't wearing a belt. So, so what I did, I, I, I just said, yeah, she gave me her notes, but you notice when I started preaching, I struggled at first because her handwriting is so bad that if I had, if I tried to follow her notes, I would have had no message and I would never have been invited back. And then she hit another one. And when she hit, while I was trying to find what to say, our spiritual father, Apostle Theo, tapped me on the back and said, tap out. That's what happens when, 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 you're, when, when you're in the kickboxing. You don't want to die and suffoc suffocate to death. Just tap out. Just tap and surrender. And so I tapped out. And so generally, men, learn to make a choice to tap out on your wife. If you want peace, because women, they talk. And because they talk so much, that's what happened right from Genesis. You know, the, the woman was talking to Adam. He couldn't keep up with the pace. She kept talking. And the man can't, is busy watching the, the, the uh, uh, Mamelodi, the, the players there, then watching Manchester. I'm talking to you, honey. And then she keeps talking. And then nobody, the man is not paying attention. So she sees the next one. 
the devil, and so he starts talking. If you don't want your wife talking with the devil, pay attention, please. Because you may also end up being in trouble. Where you are today is a result of past choices. Your tomorrow will be built on your choices of today. You are to blame for any wrong choice. Don't blame God. Don't blame other people. Don't even blame the devil. No one can force you to do anything. It's a choice. Whether you live in peace or always have trouble, it's a choice. My wife and myself, we said to one another or to each other some time ago, we said, honey, this trying to be right, we must get to a, a time when we make up our minds, enough is enough. Let's allow the word. So we decided my peace is more important than winning an argument. So we chose that the word is always right. We are sometimes wrong, but never the word. So in try and, and it's only a fool who will argue on the same point after 29 years or 39 years of marriage and still thinks I'm about to win the next contest. You need to learn from experience that it is better to let go and let God. And even that in itself is a choice you must learn to make. It is time to take responsibility for our choices. Your destiny is not in other people's hands, it is in your hands. Don't leave out the responsibility of your life, your children, your business to other people. And then you wait to blame them. Many people are in hell today because they made a choice. Hell is not forced on anyone. Hell is a choice. Don't destroy your life and turn around and blame the devil or other people. It is your life. Don't mess with it. Take responsibility and do that now. Don't wait till later. A lot of people procrastinate and they say, at the right time, I will do it. But now is the right time to make the right choice. So you are responsible. Cut off the blame game. For example, children blaming their parents for why they are wayward. Wives blaming their husbands for why they nag. Husbands blaming their wives uh, nagging as the reason why they have become violent. Citizens are blaming the government for their predicaments. And the government is blaming the citizens for their corruption. Members, blame, members of churches blame their pastors for why they behave the way they do. And pastors blame the members for not giving us enough and not surrendering and committing enough. And that's why they are not giving all the time to ministering to them. So stop blaming the devil. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, stop blaming the devil. Take responsibility for your life. And so we must stop giving excuses and take responsibility. People have all kinds of excuses. My anger is because I was provoked. My failure is because I had a bad teacher. I robbed because I was unemployed. I went into prostitution because I didn't have somebody to support me. And some people blame their poverty on the government. But let me tell you, friends, you and I have choices to make. Every day, as you wake up, pray that God will lead you to make the right choice. Because what you choose can make or break you. 
Eternity or hell is a choice. Eternity in hell or heaven is a choice to make. A choice to live in sin or live a righteous life or a holy life is all yours. God will never force that on you. A choice to love or hate, forgiveness or live in strife. Right, to, to, to think right or think wrong, it's all a choice. Staying married or, or divorced. People that are married, even if you're married for three months, it's a choice. Some people are so foolish, after 30 years, they want to, you know, divorce and marry somebody. I mean, staying with the same woman or the same man for those number of years and you want to go and start afresh, then you have to learn the person's ways, the person snores, <laughs> and you are in a room or in a place where the, the, there's no door from the bedroom to the bathroom and the toilet, and you didn't know this person comes from a background where they eat a lot of beans, and the person, and then every time you have to, like, you know, Africans, especially you come from Nigeria originally, and somebody, you're in the elevator and something happens, and you see people looking, doing like this. Nigerians don't just do this. They say, hmm, 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 who is that? Who is that? It's all about choice that, listen, we have to learn to accept one another, love one another, instead of parting our ways. So if you see anybody that's married and still married, it's not because they married the most holy woman, the most holy man. It's all about what? Choices. It's all about what? If you're sitting next to your husband or your wife, just say, it's really a choice to live with you. It's not that easy. Say, it's not easy, and I want to confess, it's not easy living with you, but I made a choice to live with you. I know some of you, you're scared because you know the outcome of saying that. And even that is a choice. So a choice to love or hate, forgive or live in strife, think right or think wrong, work or be lazy and use it on the fact that I am black, they oppressed us, they must give me for free. Don't use your black. You're not blacker than South Sudanese. <laughs> Giving or hoarding, tithing or robbing God, a choice is all yours. Touch your neighbor and say, neighbor, is all your choice. <laughs> to study or to play, to pray or to play, is a choice. Living single or married is all your choice. You want to be like Jesus or Paul, it's all your choice. But for me, I chose to marry and I'm going to stay married. I, I wish there was, you know, there are times when I, I'm really having fun with my wife. Not funny time, but fun time with my wife. I, I say, Lord, can't this be allowed in heaven, even if it's just for three months? <laughs> so, very, very important. Consequences and benefits. Choices carry benefits and consequences. And it all depends on what you do. The pendulum will sway or swing where you allow it to. So it's important, in closing, it's important for you to know that you can't make right choices in your own power. Number one, you have to depend on the Holy Spirit. Because many times we become our own enemies by afflicting or inflicting pain on ourselves, destroying our own destinies because we, we don't have an understanding of what is right or good. 
So it's important that at all times, before you make a choice, before you take a decision, take a step, you should ask the Holy Spirit for guidance. And don't insist on your own way. Stubbornness is what has destroyed many believers. They make up their mind, this is what I'm studying. This is what I'm doing. I am divorcing. Nobody can stop me. I'm moving from the church. I don't like the way they treat people in this church. I am going. I don't, you can say whatever you want. Please, Christianity, being a believer is all about having a tender heart, a plowable heart, that even though this is what I wanted to do, but nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. There is benefit, there's reward in doing God's will. Let the word of God be the standard you live by. If the world does not permit it, I will not do it. My flesh must come under and God's word must be on top. It's all about pleasing God, not pleasing the flesh. And every choice I make, I must do it as unto God's glory. And right now, as we get into the end of this message before we return in the evening, there are people that are here right now that have choices they haven't made. However, the good thing is that you made the right choice to leave the comfort of your house, your bed, and you came to church. Others are still in bed after hangover of last night. But you are here. Even that is a choice. But you know you can keep coming to church all your life and die, open up your eyes and find yourself in hell because you never made the ultimate top choice, the choice of all choices, of reconnecting with your source, with your creator, with the essence, the one who created you and who brought you or placed you here on earth and he has a purpose, a reason, a plan for you. And until you reconnect with that source, you're lost forever. But that's not his plan for you. He wants you to have life and have it more abundantly. But that doesn't happen. Nobody gets married just because they, they've been hanging around the woman or the man. There's got to be a time when he or she says together, yes, I do, yes, I do. Nobody will force that on them. Same way, you don't get born again, you don't become a child of God just because you got into a church. You get saved and become a child of God when you say, yes, I do, to Jesus. When you tell him, come inside my heart, forgive me my sins, be my Lord and be my Savior. And right now, and those that are here live and those that are watching online, I'm giving you an opportunity one of the greatest opportunities of your life to surrender your life to Jesus, to say yes to him instead of the devil, to say yes to God's ways instead of your own way. Every eye closed and every head bowed. Believers pray. And right now you want to surrender your life to Jesus? You want to say, Jesus, come inside my heart. Forgive me my sins. I am choosing you, not the devil. I'm choosing your way of life and not the devil's way of life. So right now, wherever you are, the sound of my voice, you want to give your heart to Jesus. 
you want to receive a new life, why don't you raise up your hand? Above your head, raise it up and say, I am deciding for Jesus. I choose Jesus. And I say bye-bye to the devil. If that's your choice, raise your hand above your head. You don't have to look around. It's a matter of your personal choice. And you are responsible for that choice. Raise that hand, raise that hand, raise that hand, raise that hand. You're watching online. You can also connect with this call. If you're raising up your hand, why don't you stand with me? I want to pray for you. Quickly, 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 quickly. As you stand, start speaking to God. Say, Lord, today is my day. I, 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 I thank you for bringing me here today. Today I'm surrendering my life to you. I give my heart to you. I want you to say this prayer after me. And believers, pray. Say, Jesus, thank you for loving me and giving your life for me. I believe you died for me. You were raised for me. I confess you right now as my Lord and Savior. I follow you from today. This is my choice. This is my decision. I accept you right now. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for joining us during this episode of Living Life with Dr. Theo and Bev Volmerantz. We hope that through this inspired teaching, you had an encounter with God. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of Apostle Theo and Dr. Bev Volmerantz and would like to enjoy more resources, we hope you will visit our website at www.christianfamilychurch.co.za or for our American listeners, www.christianfamilychurchsa.com. Thank you.